The Final Furlong Podcast is brought to you in association with AtTheRaces.com, the ultimate resource for racing fans. Hello and welcome along to The Final Furlong Podcast. I'm Emma Kennedy, joined as usual by At The Races Pundit, who is currently playing air guitar to the theme tune, which... <laughs> By the way, is not played by Gina Bryce. She just does the vocals. Kevin Blake. Hello. Also in studios, producer D. Hello. And we are joined by Mr. Tony Keenan. Hello. Just lads, one thing to clear up. Um, is this going to be a UK election free zone and also a Dior Leah free zone? Because if not, I'm hanging up now. I'll tell you, my mute button on Twitter has got worn out in the last few weeks. Are worn you, out. Are you telling me you didn't tune into Sky News last night for the Paxman debate? Um, I actually turned it on after I saw a couple of people going wild over it. I turned it on for a few minutes, but yeah, I wouldn't have a wouldn't have a great interest. I thought Paxman was very rude. Paxman's always very rude. Yeah, always very rude. Look out! Look up the best of Paxman from Newsnight on YouTube. There's um, there's one where was it Heseltine? He absolutely eviscerated him. Anyway, that is one thing of being aggressive. It's another thing to be constantly interrupting the fellow and not letting them answer the questions you've just asked. Which is what he did to Corbyn last night, and to be very to Theresa May. Um, this, Tony Keenan just said he's going to hang up <laughs> if we talk about the UK election. You asked me a question and I answered it. Welcome along to the Final Fulham Podcast, Politics Special Edition, UK General Election. Yeah, let's, let's not. So, Tony, Theresa May, 1.08 to be Prime Minister. What do you think? Lay. Um, <laughs> let's, let's get on. We're talking about the Derby uh, on this edition of the show. We're also going to be talking about the Oaks and, of course, the Coronation Cup at Epsom as well. We'll start by talking about Friday's action. It's already been a weekend dominated by Edna Bryan with the Classics. He may very well continue that domination this weekend. He's got a strong favourite in the Coronation Cup, although that he probably is the sub, as Seventh Heaven was probably going to go here. But if the ground stays good to firm, or good, you would imagine Highland Real will take the world of beating. You know, I think US Army Rangers going to win. Oh my God. Nah, I'm actually taking the mic. I was waiting for. To- I was wait- I was trying to get a reaction out of Tony there. <laughs> I know he's not not overly fond of U.S. Army Ranger. No, Tony Tony Keenan <laughs> is not in the U.S. Army Ranger fan club, which is fair to say, Tony, isn't it? I know he, he's a hero of a horse. If you want a bad favour, there is, you know. <laughs> he's the kind of uh, horse who'd be an ideal forecast bet for Highland Real. I was hoping for more than stunned silence from Tony there. I was hoping for ah, certainly look at. Um, I'm just at the, at the races here he's running since the Epsom Derby. I, the I'd Derby! I've had, had, had a strong bet in, in, in um, probably about four out of the five races and every one of them hasn't been him, so he actually has been a bit of a hero looking at these, but anyway. I, I did back him last time out and it was peas and carrots everywhere because he looked all over the winner and then just... You not. know, and look, you don't want to make excuses for the horse all his life, but was he putting the race too soon that day? Uh, possibly. Stamina, stamina nearly maybe ran out didn't look if you did want to, and I, I'm not suggesting you do but if you did want a chance at Epsom at least it's 12 to 1 coming back to a course distance you know he operates over yeah but uh, it, was, it was a bad derby last year though but he beat to be fair he was in front of Idaho and he's second favourite yeah look and he's finishing on top of Zukova he's got other bits of form that are alright you know he's no, he's no star but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he ran well alright let's talk about the favourite Holland Reel he was disappointing last time in Dubai but a few of Aiden's horses were. Washington, D.C. didn't exactly run a, a stormer, but he's improved since. And these should be his ideal conditions, you would think. He's never gone around this track before. And uh, he was pretty disappointing the last day. And I know they made excuses for him, you know, the, and, you know, there was a lot of rain over there. It was a funny surface. 
but he was was disappointed and they've given him a fair bit of time since it's 10 weeks have passed in the meantime you know they said they'd given him a break before before Dubai they felt he'd come on from it I wonder why he hasn't been out since he would have had a couple of options excuse me he could have went to France for the Ghana he, he could have run in a couple of different places but he hasn't and he arrives on here 10 weeks later uh, to a, a very unique track he's never run over off the back of a bad run which is his first run back off after his second brutally tough season in a row. Mm. Um, there's enough... That, and I, I really like Highland Real. He's tough, he's versatile, he's likeable, he's top class. It's fascinating that they've brought him back in training as a five-year-old because this isn't what they do normally and they could easily have sent him to Ashford. So they must feel they can get something out of him this season. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine Ashford will be his job next year. Um, but you look at how much money... he. He's, I think I'm right in saying he's the highest earning horse that's ever been trained in Ballydoyle. I'm pretty sure. Is he not third? I or was he the I, highest? I think he's top. Wow. I think he's top. And that's why he's in training because if he if he can go off on that international program again and win a few, you make loads of money. Um, 5.3 million pounds. It's a lot of money. Oof. Um, but yeah, there's just, I, like I say, I really like him. I don't want to knock him too much, but there's enough little concerns there now to make me want to take him on at 11 to 8 or 6 to 4 or whatever price he is. All right. Well, if you're going to take him on, who are you taking him on with? Well, now there's the million dollar question um, because I don't 100% know. I think just before we get into the nitty gritty, we're going to have ground that's at least good. Yeah. If not good, good to firm, something like that. I think. Are the, we? I'd say so. Looking at the forecast and the rain's done. I think we, there might be a little bit on Friday, they're saying, Friday evening. Mm. I, look, I don't want to put too much faith in these lads either because they're just glorified tipsters <laughs> themselves. Um, <laughs> but Tell us what you really think. Yeah, well, we had this ridi- we've, we've had a series of ridiculous headlines this week. We will talk about more. But we had this Capri, inverted commas, uh, gamble. Here, this is nonsense bit of rain falls and a couple of people have a tenor each way in him and all of a sudden he's all blue this is, everywhere this is purely a bookmaker Jim Gamble almost certainly absolutely silly nonsense. stuff and we, we will re- talk about more of them throughout yeah. the course of the show I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah, because there's another even more ludicrous oh, one to talk about a, a new low some might say but anyway we'll get, oh. we'll get to it later um, I wouldn't be having Idaho now I, I, I'd i say he'd be effective at a mile and a half but would he be cherry ripe for this I don't know Third in the Derby last year, only beaten two and a half lengths. Yeah. He's a good horse, mm. to be fair. You know, he was, who knows what would have happened in the ledger, but he probably would have won based on how, how scrappy that fit, that finish ended yeah. up being. Um, but you, you're taking race fitness on trust. Uh, look, it's, it's a wishy-washy race, and I, I would encourage people to go look for something at, at 10 to 1 plus to have a swing at each way. US Army Rangers well Dunica's going to ride US Army Rangers Shamey's on Idaho and Ryan rides Highland Real so but the thing about US Army Rangers he's probably going to, he's under absolutely no pressure Dunica he'll be he'll drop him in there from stall 5 and ride him probably quiet like he, like he was ridden in the derby and look to come home late I can see him hitting the frame I don't want to back him to win the race but he's going to run well now alright I so think is, is he going to be your selection so he probably is just because I I, I can't muster lots of enthusiasm for for many others now to be honest okay uh, it's going to be US Army Ranger for Kevin Blake that is the tip that has gone alongside his name for the Coronation Cup Tony Keane I know you've been previewing this for Betfair what are your thoughts well Kevin's after slower in every poor weather forecast in the country I thought they were the most accurate 
prognosticators out there in the in the whole sort of stuff. Or Lucy. Next thing you'll be next thing you'll be ringing up that fella in Donegal looking for the forecast, Keener. <laughs> Jesus, uh, your man Nate that book on predictions and all that. So the weather forecasters were the most accurate by a mile. But anyway, there you go. Did he? I, mean, I didn't know that. Is that is yeah, that an actual fact? No, they have actually uh, over the last de- few decades they've become by far the most accurate sort of. Um, predictors compared to people to be doing financial markets and things like that anyway they would be yeah so anyway i'd be less worried about the forecast and maybe them putting a bit of water on this because they do have a tendency to water this on the friday to save a, a really rattling fast ground derby on the saturday which will be a possibility looking at the temperatures so i'd wonder a little bit about highland reels effectiveness on watered ground it's currently good good to soften places um, he wants it good at least and yeah. he's definitely best with firm in the description so um, that will put me off him a little bit, allowing that he, he does have the best form. Although, possibly not be that much. Um, I couldn't have either one in my mind. I, I just don't think he's any good. Um, I, I, an official rating of 119 now would would greatly overrate him now. The, the, the depths of Derby former last year to me. Derby! Ah, that's the way to pronounce it up in Calvin, Calvin. Don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> We've done Calvin Derby as well. Um what was the same about Idaho yeah it didn't really work out in, the, in those better all age races later on so against him I like John Gosden's mayor down the bottom there Journey um, her form on British Champions Day now allowing that she did get the run of the race from the front I still don't think Anton would have got within uh, two lengths of her um, on the day I thought she was brilliant on the day um, sort of pressing on and just won it very well that's a nice piece of form now. Um, you had seventh heaven in behind, although Ascot may not be her track. Speedy Borden's not a bad mare. Queen's Thrust is definitely a, a right group one mare. Um, I think that Zukova's behind again. It's not really her ground, but I think that's very solid form. And I think a massive pointer here is the fact that this horse is still in training. I, I think this, this is a breeding operation, the Strawbridges. They've already won a group one um for mayors with this with this one why are they keeping her on training unless they think she can win a, 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 an open great group one I think that's a matter like, this is John Gosden we're talking about now he, like, this fella really knows what he's doing um, on like maybe some lads you can't really read anything into what, the, what they're doing so I, I would give her a right chance now I, I think she looks pretty solid each way in this um, and I would, I just would take that pointer of that this would be highly unusual for them to keep a five-year-old mare that's already won a Group One in training. It's it's a great point, Tony, because it doesn't make sense on a, on two fronts because she's she's already a Group One winner. She's got a fantastic pedigree, a beautiful pedigree, and and the second reason I'm going to point out is the one why I don't really like her for this race. She's a bit of a nutter as well, isn't she? Ah, uh, she is a bit of a mentalist. Yeah, the, 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 that's that's true, but like. Just, just a, I wonder about the Epsom experience, you know, having to go all the mile and a half down to the start. I know Oaks Day isn't quite as mad in terms of atmosphere as Derby Day, but it still would be pretty a, a fair test of her now. First, uh, first run of the year, bit fresh. I still, I still think she's pretty good fresh, and um, she's very good at a mile and a half. The only horse that's ever beaten her at a mile and a half was Simple Verse, when that one was absolutely thriving um, back in 2015. I, I don't like reading too much into this. Oh, they won't handle the preliminaries, all that type of stuff. It's it's just too intangible for me. I'd rather look at what she's done in the book. Look, at if she doesn't handle it on Friday, you can maybe give her another chance the next day back in a, a more typical race day, fair enough. But 
No, at the prices now, I would like her at a four to one there, Janet, whatever she is at the moment. Okay, four to one journey. Uh, Kevin once again has gone for U.S. Army Ranger, and you can tweet him at Kevin Blake twenty eleven. <laughs> That's the first group one at Epsom over the weekend. Edna Brown, of course, having a strong hand with three runners, and he's got a very, very strong hand in the Oaks as well. The feature race on Friday with Rhododendron, who will be ridden by Ryan Moore, runner-up in the 1,000 guineas already, an odds-on favourite for the Oaks. Does she deserve to be as short a price as she is, Kevin Blake, and will she win? Yeah. Even money's probably about right, isn't it? You're sounding real enthusiastic here. I like her. And... You go looking for a hole, and it's it's you know. But there's always a doubt when they're stepping up from stepping up fifty percent in trip. Hmm. You know, but she does look like one that will stay properly. She, I don't see any great reason to doubt her ability to handle the track. The ground's going to be fine either way. Um, she should come on from Newmarket. Her form has been franked. Her form has been franked. Um, I don't. I I am struggling to find a hole in her, but uh, still at the same time. Even money in an Oaks is never a really attractive proposition for me for one stepping up from a mile. Hmm. Um, so I'm going to fish around and try and find something. It's got a nice shape to it, the race. I'll fish around and try and find something at a bigger price, I think. Is there a feeling of a similarity to Minding here? The difference being that Minding won the 1,000 guineas and then went on to win the Oaks and people are looking at this and saying it's Aidan O'Brien, it's Ryan Moore, they're winning everything, therefore make her a short price favourite. Well, no, no, her form is there. Her form is there. And... Actually, has quite a similar profile to mining. To mm. be fair to her, uh, yeah. Look, it is what it is. She's she's even money because she should be. Um, but when you come down to asking yourself the question, do I want to back her at that? For me, it's a no. Okay, so if somebody came up to you and said, "Can you put me off her?" I presume you're going to say no. But as you fish around for something that's a bit of value, what takes your eye? <sighs> Now that she runs, now I think Tony's in the same boat here. I didn't think she was going to run, but Sobetsu, if we want to pronounce it like that, um, Charlie Appleby's horse is probably the one. Uh, I think that I would have a slight, the slightest of concerns about her on the track if it got quick. But it, like Tony says, it doesn't get rattling fast there anymore. I don't think. And uh, I watched her maiden win again actually earlier on. Gee, she was impressive. And obviously she disappointed behind Rhododendron the time after that for whatever reason. And came back to Deauville last time and was very good, I thought. Mm. Um, it, it looks a solid piece of form. She did it very impressively. And there was enough encouragement in the in the style of that to suggest that the extra couple of furlongs will be fine. Um, like I say, I wouldn't want it rattling fast for her. But if, it, if it's close enough to good ground, she, she's probably the one. But it would not be a bullish shout at all. Okay, she is a reasonably big price, albeit in single figures, but she'd certainly be an each-way bet, you could say, if you're going to try and take on the favourite. And there's a decent shape to the race for an each-way bet. Yeah, and she's drawn 10, and the draw is a funny thing over a mile and a half at Epsom because they obviously have the switchback configuration. Hmm. So a wide draw isn't... I think I'm pretty certain, and I must look it up to just to rejig it in my head. I'm pretty sure the real low, very, very low, like one and two have a pretty bad record over a mile and a half at, at I Epsom. think you're right I think uh, you're right off can the you, top of my head if you know the stats can you tweet us please and let us know at Final Furlong Pod because Kevin hasn't done his homework and neither is D I'm going to blame her no, but I, you're, I supposed, think, you're supposed to have the prep work here in front of us D I think Stahl 1 especially has a, has, a, has a bad record yeah I think you're right is that correct D uh, yes that's correct there you spoofing. go spoofing absolutely <laughs> spoofing absolutely. of the highest order 100%. there 100% <laughs> 
Um, so you wouldn't be concerned by a hydro at all then? Uh, not especially. Not, not as much as you normally would. All right. You're not massively enthusiastic about this race. Is this the kind of race that you're more inclined to sit back oh, and watch? Absolutely. 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 All right. Uh, so Rhododendron is solid favourite. Subetsu is the e-trail alternative for Kevin. Tony, your thoughts on the race? Someone sitting on a docker with Rhododendron a 5-2 to two right after the Guineas, you're, you're, you're rightly delighted with yourself. Um, that was a great bet to have. Mm. Everything points out that she, she is going to be, be a better horse this time round. Up and trip, she met a bit of trouble the last day. She was first time out. Um, but it odds on, she'd look a little bit short for me. That French race that Sabetsu won, now, traditionally that would be one of the worst group ones in the calendar, but I actually think this year it, it looks pretty strong with the with that Sabetsu going over and also Coronet. I I have backed the two of those each way in this. I actually backed Coronet first because I thought Sabetsu wasn't going and then I went in again on Sabetsu. And I'm, I'm happy enough. Um, I think they've got the sort of the group one form, Coronet's form last year in the Zetland at Newmarket, beating a few Colts is, is pretty good. She actually beat... Um, the horse that ran in the Dante, what's his name? Ben Battle, is it? No. Uh, no, he beat Permian, actually. You know, obviously Permian's a different horse, um, a different horse now. And uh, Conco, the the horse of John Gosden's Wings of Eagles, was in behind. That, that was a pretty a pretty tasty bit of form for a filly having just a second start. Um, and I thought she finished with a bit of running to give in... Um, France the last day she just just got going sort of late on so I'd give her a chance and also Sabetsu I can see I, I would be surprised if Sabetsu goes off anywhere near 8 or 9 to 1 for this um, I would expect her to go off clear second favourite as people start to see um, what she has done the last day she was she was really impressive um, she's been very she was very good on the clock now I believe in her maiden win disappointing in the Phillies mail obviously behind Rhododendron but Punted very strongly that day into five to two. They obviously think a lot of her. Um, and like Kevin says, it's just as long as the ground is not wrapped and fast, I think she's a she's a massive player. Looking at some of those other uh, fillies that have won the trials, to me, a lot of those would need to improve massively um, to count here. So I do think it'll come down to Rhododendron and that um, pre-Allery form from France the last day. All right, so you're both quite keen on Subetsu. What price do you think Rhododendron will go off on the day, Tony? Oh, I, I would say she'd go off pretty similar to what she is now. Look, at um, it is the Aidan O'Brien, Ray and Moore factor. They're, they're mopping up all this sort of stuff. There's there's minding, same combination. Last year, although I, I would not have rolled it. I would be amazed if Rhododendron is in the same league as minding. She she gets beaten a lot. There's also a thing with Rhododendron. She's a horse now that would, to me, just, just a, a real superficial look at a form would say, she wants top of the ground. Her three defeats have come the three days. She, she got a bit of cut and she's been... Well, she's been... Um, sorry, she did win a, a, a big hydrangea and yielding to soft in the debutant last year, but, but probably wasn't really her best form. She does look her better efforts are, are coming with, with it when it's on top. So she possibly wouldn't want it watered. And, and if it was a bit dead now, I'd say she's a pretty ordinary favourite, actually, at, at odds on. So we'll have to wait and see maybe what the times are saying and maybe if they do get a bit of rain, how much water they put on it between now and, and Friday. All right, given how well back these Coolmore horses have been recently, it's going to be fascinating to see what they do in the market with this one. Yeah, look, they've generally been going for them rather than that, haven't they? Mm. To be fair. Uh, we haven't talked about Enable. I'm not mad about Enable. I think I, we, we spoke about her a couple of weeks ago. With, well, that's with why Nick. I didn't ask you about her. You, you weren't that keen. I know you like shutter speed but she's obviously going for the French Oaks instead. 
which yeah. we think is the right decision, but you didn't seem to be too keen on her. No, I, I'm far from blown away with her now, especially the last day. Far from blown away with her. Um, a bad second five at the moment, I think. Okay, that's our thoughts on day one. The feature race of the weekend is the Derby. And this one is wide open. Ah, um, typical Derby. No good horseness. <laughs> Terrible Derby. Worst I can remember in all my 65 years of the turf. Just the seven horses for Aidan O'Brien in this year's Derby. Uh, the fact that he's running so many, a lot of people will allude to the fact that that means, oh, well, you know, they don't have a Derby horse. Things have changed. Things have changed. Aiden, that, that, it, that shite is no longer applicable. It doesn't apply anymore because Aidan O'Brien ends up with so many high-class horses that you can't just leave them all in Bally's Oil or decide to go elsewhere. You have to throw them at it. And um, to be fair, most of these have either won a derby trial or run well in one and therefore should be lining up here. Uh, obviously, you are devastated that Yucatan, the moral winner of this race, is a non-runner. You know what's going to happen now? Oh, don't do it. <laughs> Douglas, no, Douglas McGarver and Capri, Capri are going to finish one, two. First Ten lengths clear of the rest. <laughs> God almighty, tonight therapy oh, will be required. Jesus. Um, so let's talk about the market leaders, so, and we'll start with Cracksman, who is now seven to two, four to one. He's a Frankel. He's trained by John Gosden. He'll be ridden by Frankie Dettori. He wears the golden horn colours. He beat the Dante winner on his last start, but he's only had two starts. He ran in the Epsom Derby trial, which is not a race that is traditionally associated with running, running very prestige, prestigious horses in. The owner has been quoted as questioning just how good this horse is in the past. Does he deserve to be such a short price? Yeah, I think he'll go off Av. I think with his overall profile, with the promise of that run at Epsom last time, uh, I, we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, I would have had doubts coming into this season about Cracksman, how suited he would be to a track like Epsom. And they've gone running there, and he's handled it just fine in, in a... In a in a slow fast type of race that would have put the emphasis on balance at a track like that and he, he handled it well beat Permian that form looks much better now Permian's probably improved to be fair to him even though he's had a million races uh, but look the, the promises there were cracks I mean, he really should improve for the step up to a mile and a half he really should have natural improvement given this will only be the third start of his life and look as long as it isn't rattling fast you know he's, he's my fav I think he'll be fav over Cliffs and Moher, and deservedly so. But that doesn't mean he's my selection. So you think the betting market is going to settle on Frankie. But who do you think is going to win? You know, I had a real good look at this again today, and it's not a strong opinion now. It's not a strong opinion. But, you know, I'd be, at the prices, I'd nearly be inclined to keep the fate with Rekindling. Oh, Wow. Uh, like he's show your work Kevin Blake because he was disappointing the last day he was but York was a bit of a mess that week it was and you know I've been struck at how forgiving Joseph O'Brien has been in his comments afterwards you know he felt I know, you look at the horse's form he's he's never run on ground firmer than good you know it's always been on, on, on ground with an ease in it and, but Joseph felt strongly and Dunica that the ground at York officially good to soft but we know at York, York can be a funny surface at times mm. uh, when there's a bit of rain about. And he rolled around a bit under pressure and he didn't look happy. He didn't look himself. And I'm just, I'm going to believe him. I'm going to go with them and, and trust them and trust their judgment and say, right, the reason why he didn't look himself is because he wasn't enjoying the surface. 
And as well as that, he it, it was kind of a five, six week break uh, in between his last two runs. And he seemingly is just bone idle, lazy, by all accounts, useless looking horse at home. <laughs> Um, shows very little <laughs> does nothing um, and maybe that gap was just a little bit we've seen in Joseph's short trading career already that the, you, you can get instances like this Ivanovich Gorbachev is an example that'd be an example yeah where, where different he, different world of course yeah different, about jumps, but different it is world but fair example I think he's a good target trainer on the limited evidence we've seen so far and mm. You know, in the scheme of things, the Dante is not the not the be all and end all at all. You know, I suspect he'll have him at fever pitch for for the Derby. Um, to step up to a mile and a half will definitely one hundred percent suit. Um, and as long as it isn't too quick, good ground would be lovely. Um, and he gets a, a decent draw because I don't know if he's blessed with loads of tactical speed. Uh, I I could see him run very well at the big price. The, look, the form is in the book. That Bally Sachs form is decent. I, it, it might not be world beating form but it's form that's good enough to put him in the mix in this derby hmm. on paper so look at the prices and it's purely a price based shout now because a lot of the juice is sucked out of the rest of the market I think at this stage um, Venice Beach is one I like but he's probably the right type of price now um, yeah he's he's the one that they're not talking about well they're not talking about him but he's shortened the way the whole time steady well, the, the reason I'm saying that is because the, so there's been this huge big talking point about oh the money's come for Capri what a lot of absolute nonsense but no one's talking about the fact that Venice Beach has quietly come in from 20s to 16s to 11s. Yeah. Look, I, I, the case with Venice Beach for me is pretty simple. He'll stay. I'll be shocked if he doesn't if he doesn't handle the track. He's yeah, a he very, handled Chester fine. So. He's a very fluid, moving, balanced horse. He should be 100% fine. And he, his form is grand. You know, he's one that I could see him finishing third. Hmm. You know, with, with that in mind, his price is probably there, there, balanced right. Whereas Rekindling is... We won't say he's 33. He's, he, he is, but he's more. He's a general 25 shot. And I just think that's a little bit too big. So he'll do for me. So rekindling sees Kevin Blake keep the faith with uh, Joseph Reinsworth. Presumably Dunica will keep the ride on him. Oh, I'd be shocked if he didn't, yeah. Okay. Um, what's the record of Dante horses who were beaten? Does it, I does don't it even matter trends. There, were, there was a high-profile one recently, wasn't there? Workforce getting beaten. The there yeah, you go. There you he go. went on an arc as well. So there's no, there's no. Fun. And there you go. There's the trends blowing out of the water. So, all right. I'd love, I'd love to see a son of High Chaparral win the Derby. And his um, did his full brother on a storm run the Derby? Mm. Golden sword. Yeah, he did. To be fair, would have um, been definitely in, placed if he see the Stars Derby. Yep. Yeah. Pacemaking that day would have definitely been placed if he was ridden with a little bit less aggression. I think it's fair to say. Okay, so rekindling is the value pick for Kevin Blake, and he thinks that uh, Cracksman will go off favourite. Tony Kinnan, your thoughts on the Derby? Look, I think this is quite a chalky sort of a race, and that it's going to go to the obvious horse, uh, one of the front three in the bet. And I can see the case for anyone who's sitting on again decent dockets with Cracksman or Cliffs of Mohor. Fantastic, fair play to you. Um, a lot of people arguing the Cliffs of Mohor will improve a lot for the last day. Again, I can absolutely see that, but I think it's it's heavily factored into the betting at this stage um, that he will have it will improve in the D D stakes. He will he will have to improve for that. I like Deminent. Um I backed him a couple of weeks ago and I, I put him up there last week as well. I just think he is entitled to be the same price as though the Gosden horse and Cliffs of Mohor. Oh. I think he has, he has the best form in the in the book. Um I think his Craven Stakes is the best form that there is. Uh, Rivet give that a bit of a boost out in France, 
and Rivers probably better than the form out in France. I thought he, he's run well and what looks a really good guineas. Um, even though the race, they're finishing a bit of a heat, but that has suited him less than any other horse that's involved. He got squeezed out a bit in the finish. Churchill's obviously shown that in a, in a decent light, and I'd expect Barney Ray and Al Bouquet when he gets back from his injury to to do the same. Um, he definitely wants 10 forums at this stage, and am I certain he's going to get a mile and a half? No, but... Um, just the fact that you can back him at whatever seven or eight the one there he is at the minute, he's probably a bit of a win only proposition because there is a the little bit of a stamina out more so than with Cracksman and Tiffs and Moho. But he'd be the one I'd, I'd be coming down on. Of course, he's after having a spin round um, with this breakfast of the stars, which of course means absolutely nothing. That actually knocked a couple of pints of his price. I've, I've yet to. Uh, I'm waiting for the day when some lad comes and, and runs a horse at breakfast and starts. Jesus, lads, he's after running stink. He didn't come down the hill at all. I think we'll wait for Ryan Lasker to It never happened, and it never will. But poor Ma, Tony, poor Ma. I was just going to say, it benefited poor Ma. Right, we, we don't know that. No, we haven't got a clue. Not a notion. Just the, I think the, the story there was that the French hadn't won the derby in so long, and then poor Ma did the gallop, and everyone decided to go, oh, look, breakfast stars, it's great. I, I like the idea because of all the free stuff that you get and it's nice to have lobster for lunch um, but like the whole concept of promoting it is a good idea but it just gets overblown so much I should look at you're shooting at horses there the, the Venice beaches and all that and, and like their upside to me now is finishing toward uh, you know they're that type of horse you're thinking yeah they run toward they run for and maybe you're thinking they're a ledger horse like eminent like the front two in the betting could be a proper mile and a half horse competing in Irish champion stakes and dropping back to 10 and going maybe for arcs and things oh, later Jesus on. But, uh, I, I think some of those ones are 20s and, and so on. Like, Permian's a bit of a mad one. Like, a friend of mine said to me the other day, like, Mark Johnson, like, I'm talking about John Gosden. With John Gosden, you can read what he's doing training-wise. You can see, Jesus, he, he, that makes sense. He's running a horse in here that's rated 80 in a, in a group race. He must think an awful lot of a type of stuff. Mark Johnson just does crazy stuff. Like, this horse is running on firm ground in Bath in April. Like, you're, you're, you're talking about campaigning a horse like a derby. Horse. Like, Mark Johnson didn't have a bloody clue what this was. Now, maybe he's after improving out of all recognition. Um, he obviously is the winner, Dante, but... I just I can't make sense out of this horse in terms of the placing of him. He definitely wouldn't be your your, your typical Epsom Derby winner and so on. But mad stuff to be running running that type of horse in Bath in April on firm ground. Like that type of stuff, you'll not have a horse left uh, <laughs> in middle of June. So anyway, but I mean, you could say the same thing about Best Solution, who was very impressive in the Linkfield Derby. And I know Kieran Fallon has talked him up and said that he'd be his selection. Source went off to Maidan, and got thrashed by Thunder Snow. Yeah, yeah, but the, the difference there is um, Godolphin obviously have a focus in Medan, and that makes total sense. That's where their that's where their uh, ownership is from, and they want to have winners there. They want to be very successful out there. That horse just hasn't taken the dirt, um, and I'd say he's he obviously is after surprising them with the, with the price he went off in Lingfield. Mm. That's, that's fair enough. I, I, I think that makes a lot more sense than than the the bath run for Permian, shall we say? Where, where's Norville? Has a Derby winner ever? Made its debut on the All Weather at Kempton in June, and then, and then being beaten in a in a handicap at bat in April. And go on to win the Derby. Where is he, D? We haven't seen uh, him for a while. Give him a message now and see if he can pop in. There's been no sign of him. You. Have you rung his premium rate number lately? Oh, I can't afford it. 
It's really hard to get through. All right, it's going to be eminent as a win selection for Tony. Uh, Kevin, you're going to go for the value each way selection um, with rekindling at the price. I'd go with Venice Beach. I think he's better than people think he is. Oh, yeah, um, you could be, and you could be right. He'll handle the track. He'll stay. And I, I don't think it's a great race. It may very well be, but I don't think it is. Of course, we've missed the big point here. The big point is the horse we should all be backing each way. And I don't know how... I don't know how I didn't think of mentioning this earlier, particularly when our good friends in the bookmaking community <laughs> are telling us about all the money they're having on this horse and what a liability it is. I mean, why have we not backed J.R. Jenkins' Diora Lee, Leah? Uh, what are we thinking, Kevin? We should just be backing this horse each way. It's just uh, as... I can only imagine Tony's going to comment on how boring this is, and by God, it's boring, isn't well, it? Like, what? In all fairness, like, seriously, do they think we're... That, Do they think that betters are idiots? That story was an absolute disgrace this evening. An absolute disgrace. They should hang their heads. It's shameful stuff. It really is. We oh, we had to cut it from 1,500 to 1 to 1,000 to 1 because we took a few tenors and 20s each way. These are bookmakers. Like, with, with hundreds, hundreds hold of... Hold on. Sorry. Hold on. Stop you now. Breaking news. That horse is missing the derby. We can go straight on. No way. Yes. No way. Yes. Released in the last three minutes. Move straight on. Don't need to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Non-runner, no bet. Get your money back. And if you did back it, be very glad that you're getting Hold on, a let refund. me see this story. Kevin wants it confirmed from his Gina sources. Mangan is prevented from riding her but at BHA. What, on what basis did he do that? And now the owner says he doesn't want to run if Mangan can't ride. What the f*** is going on here? <laughs> ah, here. <laughs> This will go down as the biggest farce of a farce of all time. Oh, here. I looked it up today, right? Do you know how much it would, it would have cost me, man, to run that horse to the derby? You know, with all the different entry stages. He he put her in from, like, the early stage then when, when she was, like, a, a foal. Yeah. Or a yearling or whatever it is. It would have cost about eight grand sterling to get her to uh, the starting line. And your man is kind of... was You know, it's all academic now but your man was kind of persevering with the with the line that it was all for charity like wouldn't they be better off just saving his eight grand than giving that to the charity I, I mean I really don't get what I don't get is if you want to do the, the charity line from his aspect of things that's fine you know that's absolutely fine and he can go and do that but why are bookmakers being allowed to, to put out copy oh my goodness we have to cut this horse we have to cut this horse because of all the money that's coming well, in the bookmakers can put out whatever they want but it comes down to the responsibility of the media outlets to parrot it you know, just don't give, don't go give that thing the time of day. Yeah. It's a joke. It's nonsense. But uh, look, and I'm happy she's not running up. Look, he can do whatever he wants with his horse. To be honest, more so than her getting in the way. The thing that I was more worried about was, uh, was uh, the fact that she's a filly and amongst all the colts, you know, she's going to be have 50, 15 colts ready to run the race. Their life, big, all biggest day of their lives, and there's a filly, you know, on the scene. It's not ideal. Well, there is that line from uh, Ted Walsh before the Irish Derby Brian Baru had gone off favourite for the Derby and obviously had bombed out now he was trying the Irish Derby and he was a second string this day and he comes into the parade ring and um, Robert uh, Robert uh, turns to Ted and says a fine a fine strapping horse here uh, group one winner as a, as a juvenile what do you think of him Ted? Oh there he is there now getting ready there now to, to run the race and uh, oh he's getting a little bit worked up with the filly oh, Jenny the testicles have gone to his brain <laughs> It's the kind of thing you need on ITV Racing. That's what we need to be hearing from Ed and the boys. Oh, the testicles have gone to his brain. Ah, uh, but that's great. That's one less distraction from one of the finest races in the world. There is one thing you've missed out of this weekend at Epsom. 
Oh. Highland Real and Idaho are brothers. Yeah, full brothers. We should have mentioned that. I had it in my head to say it when we were talking sibling about it. Sibling rivalry. Forgot to mention yeah. it. Yeah. D just handed me the note here. Don't forget the sibling rivals taking each other on the Coronation Cup. No, That'd be some story if they're one, two. That'd be kind of cool, yeah. That would be a story, as opposed to, oh, we've had to cut this horse from 1,500 to one to 1,000 to one. Hang your heads, the absolute shambles. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm actually less sceptical of this than, than, than you lads. Just the pure odds thing, like, that horse is a thousand to one. Um, the liability on that is one quid. It takes two hundred and fifty quid on Cracksman at four to one to create the same liability. Like Tony, if I walked up to your front door and came with you with a grand in readies, I said, "Tony, give me a thousand to one there, not Jewor Lee or whatever her name is." You take it. You, you're not worried about the million or whatever it is. You just take the money. It's free money. It's free money. You can have five thousand to one and give me a double stake there. You're it's free money (laughs) it's free money all right Uh. Aidan O'Brien dominated the last weekend at the Curra we'll talk in more detail about the Curra and the current structure of the place a little bit later on but in terms of what we saw on the track Churchill backed up his 2000 guineas victory in the Irish 2000 guineas they made the decision not to go for the derby we agreed in the podcast that was very much the right thing to do and this was a pretty taking performance he's never going to bolt up Kevin but he got the job done stylishly enough, I thought. That was the coldest, wettest, most miserable day of racing I've ever had in my life. Oh, you were in an awful state. <laughs> oh, here. So I was in the middle of a charity radio broadcast. Uh, we are raising funds for Cork Cancer Services, and the people of Cork were incredibly generous and gave €411,000 in three days, which is just incredible. And it all goes to Cork Cancer Services. So I didn't get to see Kevin until I watched him back on replay on Sky Q the next day and had to stop myself from laughing because there was, <laughs> there was no cover for Kevin and it seemingly nobody decided to come along with like a little tarp for you or anything like that. It was just like, off you go. Yourself and Gary can just fend for yourselves. He, it oh. can't have been pleasant. No, we usually have cover up at the car always and that even even with the new set up there that was covered at the last meeting but they, they had to switch us around because RT were there and I didn't bring a coat like, a, like an Egypt. Didn't have an umbrella. Uh, extra long walk from the car park because of the new car park setups and I arrived to the camera position with water running down my back I was so wet um, oh no that's an awful feeling as well so true oh. Then, oh here first world problems now but gee talk about an unpleasant day but surely you were cheered up at the side of Churchill though I was cheered up all day the racing was fantastic and Churchill was one of the highlights and it, he was great like because if there was there was no talk about it really on the day but we were kind of chatting amongst ourselves like I think they could pull him out mm. technically yeah given how, how the surface had gone yeah and there was never any talk about it on an official level to be fair to them when they ran him and uh, it, you know again I was worried at halfway now I thought he might be in trouble he, he Ryan briefly needed to squeeze him oh god it might have been before halfway and I said to Gary Jay's he might not be going to the ground here and to be fair to me the turbo booster's kicked in and he's gone and he's smashed up Thunder Snow a, a good horse without being a great horse that, that seems to really like that ground he was backed on the day as well Thunder Snow yeah it was a good performance it was a good performance probably pretty close to a match of what he did at Newmarket uh, he was obviously more flashy here um, in, in in terms of the, the distance he won by and it was just a fine performance he's a, he's a lovely colt physically it was my first time seeing him this year um, physically just what you'd want you know having been so big and strong as a as a two year old 
he really looks the the, the real deal now physically temperament wise he does this weird kind of the little jiggy joggy thing there they did it the whole way through the the, the preliminaries not a real jig jog but he just wasn't walking properly he was just kind of slowly skipping along that's probably not the right way to express it but um, he a little bit warm between his legs not as warm as he got at Newmarket um, just very likeable he's the best smiler around any age I think and I can't wait to see him take on first of all Barney Roy and give him a good proper spank in an ascot <laughs> and then go to Goodwood and all, all the all the better than the result boys can get their arses handed them that'll be that'll be and I, I don't know why I'm even having a dig at them because I'm one of those guys. <laughs> Kevin Blake but, uh, taking shots. But taking no, shots. No, I do strongly believe that he's, he's a better horse than Barney Roy and he'll give him a good spanking and then he'll go to Goodwood hopefully and take on Ribchester which and, would be a great and race. And beat him, yeah. Um, Off-level weights, it'll be a hell of a race but we have... Given the, given the weight of... Eight pounds yeah. is, is too much I think even for a horse as good as Ribchester but... There were plenty of water to go under the bridge between now and then. All right, so I completely agree with you. Um, although I'm not going to go as far as uh, give him a good spanking because you can tweet at Kevin Blake 2011 there on the old tweet machine. He will place him over his knee and give him a light spanking. Tony Keenan, your thoughts on Churchill at the weekend and for going forward? I thought he was definitely better than he was at Newmarket anyway. I was much more impressed than him than at Newmarket. A bit of adversity there with the ground. Um, and knowing that Lockheed's been better than he's been at Newmarket. So as a sort of Barney Ray believer, Bash. maybe. Oh, definitely a Barney Ray believer after Newmarket, but I'm, I'm questioning it a little bit after the core. It, it would knock the confidence a little bit because I do think he, he was much better um, much better at the core. Yeah, look at Thunder Snow was probably not too bad on, on, on a bit of soft ground and... Yeah, basically whatever what Kevin says there, it's setting up nicely these pair of good dolphin horses. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you in a motocross circus? Are you filming Top Gear? The, band- oh. the banditos are down from the hills in Kevin. <laughs> You're some good old boys. Never meaning no harm. I moved through the house for a better signal there, but there's actually more noise. And then the, and then the Dukes of Hazard turned up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till the bike race are starting about 20 minutes then you really get the full wipe but anyway <laughs> the boys in the tanks are washed diesel up their shoulders and are tearing, off, tearing away the scramblers getting across still, the border <laughs> it's still daylight but not be doing that yet <laughs> oh Cam alright back, back, back to your analysis of the Irish 2000 guineas that was the sound effect for Churchill coming up the corner <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be the St. James's Palace Stakes next for him, Tony, and, and then presumably the Sussex Stakes. Yes. I know that you're a Barney Roy fan, but can you see can you see Churchill confirming superiority over him? Again, it'll all depend on prices. Now, this French horse seems to have been ruled out for, for a little time. He's not running in, in some sort of a setback. He's met... Uh, so look, what are you looking at now? Four to six Churchill, three to one Barney Ray. Still at those odds, I'd be with Barney Ray, but I definitely wouldn't be as confident. Churchill looks like one of these horses now that's going to take plenty of racing, which is which is great. Um, you know, they, they, they seem to be keen to up in the ten forums. Leperstown, I'm sure, would, would be on the cards as well. Maybe York. So that, that's great. Like that, that he is a horse that. Because Glen Eagles, who, who, who I suppose did similarly winning the Guineas double, was so disappointing he didn't really run after that. Um, mm. George Hill's more versatile regards the ground, so hopefully he will be 
we'd be able to see a lot more of him and find out a little bit more of him. Certainly now, yeah, much more impressed with him on Saturday than I had been at Newmarket. I was on TalkSport 2 on Saturday morning. They were asking me, should he be running in the derby? I was like, firm no. And about the potential stepping up and tripping, I was saying it'll be the Irish champion stakes, I would imagine. And if not, minding can slot in there, assuming she's back in training. And she's due to be back in training in the autumn. It's a shame she missed the weekend and it's a shame she's going to miss Royal Ascot as well. But in terms of his programme, it just makes sense that it's the St. James's Palace stakes, the Sussex stakes. And then if you do want to up and moon trip, the Irish champion stakes, and then possibly you go for glory in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Oh, couldn't do that to Churchill. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Oh, yeah, I'd be shocked. If he's, un- if he's unbeaten through the season, hmm. oh, I couldn't see it. Couldn't see it. They'd be nuts. Well, the risk versus reward. Ah, I don't think they need to do that with a son of Galileo. If he's by a war front or a scat daddy. You there, can see there, them there, do there's, some, there's some upside to it, but... This, I know that they have a bit of a fascination with the race, but mm. I couldn't see him doing that. Well, the alternative then would be British Champion Stakes, which Aidan O'Brien has never won. Yeah, or the, the, the QE2. QE2. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I could go for the Breeders' Cup mile. Yeah. Go for the Bre- those, those races don't look particularly strong at the minute now, lads. Uh, you're looking at a Prince of Wales and Royal Ascot, and you wouldn't be saying to yourself there's a, there's a standout 10 4 long hostage. Ulysses is currently the favourite for yeah, that. Yeah, that now. says an awful yeah. lot. Yes. Anyone is excited about him, um, and obviously the main danger would look to be in his own his own yard, uh, minding coming back. Um, you know, again, Tatsu's Gold Cup on Sunday was a really underwhelming race. Yeah. So that that older horse division among the the ten furlong horses doesn't look great. Ah, but it could be all change. It could be all change after Saturday when Cracks Manor, one of the, one of those horses, comes oh. out and bolts up, and we all say, "Oh, how how did we not know?" Yeah. The unbeaten superstar in the race. We, we all didn't get excited about him. And we ignore the gamble and Capri comes out and proves himself. <laughs> um, Just a little update here on the Cheetah Mangan story. The, the BHA have basically said you can't ride under some little subsection that they can refuse to accept the declaration of a rider for any horse. And, and what's the reason they've given? Just They, just, don't, I, they, te- they technically don't have to give a reason, I'd say. Just say no. That's very controversial, isn't it? Wow. Like I, I hated this idea from the start now but <laughs> you know at the end of the day the horse was entitled to run um, I hated the idea and I was totally against it but you know it, it's a controversial thing now for them to step in like that I know they haven't banned the horse from running but well it, it was a nonsense oh, but, oh look complete nonsense stupidity but but it does mean that at any point they could just decide let's say if Kevin Blake decides to be a rider they can go actually Kevin don't think so no yeah, it's a it's a funny one. It's a very funny one. Mm, interesting. All right, um, that's Churchill. Let me ask you: towards the end of the season, assuming that he's fit and well, and Tony referenced Glen Eagles, it went off the rails with him. Although he was entered a number of times, and they kept messing around with him. But if he does stay fit and sound, is he going to be going up to ten furlongs, or will they keep to the mile? Ah, uh, well, I could see it. I could see it definitely. Uh, like Tony says if that division stays as sparse looking as it is the Irish champion stakes will be yeah that seems the most obvious one isn't it well you, you could bump into a fella called Al Manzor if he's back in the scene by then yeah that's what, true what, yeah. A, yeah. what a race that would be Cracker. over 10 oh ho ho that'd be the race of the season cracker for sure but his presence might put them off to <laughs> might put them off doing that ironically 
Well, okay. God, it'd be fun if they took each other on. Jesus. Um, quick update on minding. What is the latest with her? Yeah, she has to stand in for a month. That's um, that, that's a long time to be to be standing in. Um, Just explain that for people bo- who don't know. Boxer, box rest, box rest. Um, and they say there's no rule of thumb now. And this is as old as the hills now, so it might not might not be necessarily applicable. But they say every week you lose you every week of box rest you lose kind of three weeks of training. Oh dear. Um, but that's you know, like I say, that that's kind of a that's that's an old say that might not be applicable here. But I know Aiden was hopeful of kind of maybe having her back in the autumn time. But she stands in for a month. She stands in for pretty much the full month of June, July, August. You know, I I wouldn't like to be betting on her being back before September now, at all. Okay. At all. So she could make it back for the arc, but you wouldn't be too hopeful about her making it back for the Irish Champions. Yeah, I'd say mid September might be a small rush now. But okay. hey, I'm speculating. I am not a world class resource trainer. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, why you're on the final for the podcast. Indeed. And, for and, now. For now. For and, now. And not at Bally Doyle. Yes. <laughs> um, a man who is a Bally Doyle though completed the Guineas double, the Guineas Guineas double, for that matter, which he'd never done before. He'd never won the two thousand and one thousand Guineas in both England and Ireland with the same horses. Uh, but he's done it, done it now. Uh, he's obviously won the doubled up at the Colts a few times, but uh, finally Winter managed to give him that um, that double, and she looks to be an extremely talented horse. We knew she was good at Newmarket. She's completed a one, two, three uh, for good measure for Aidan O'Brien as well, but she quickened right away from this field, and a lot of people seem to be more visually impressed with Winter than they were with Churchill. She's a bit of a star, I think, is she? Mm, she seems to be. She was deadly. She was deadly. Uh, lots to, it was my first time to see her in the flesh actually the other day and um, lovely t- tall scopey filly great strength uh, seems to have a lovely attitude got a shade warm but you wouldn't knock her on the on the Sunday because it was a, a, quite a lovely day on Sunday to be fair and quite warm uh, lots of fillies were very warm uh, but she was not she was she was quite good tiny bit tiny bit of um warm in between her legs but that's all and look she was just very good and again the race didn't go for me perfectly for her I I really would be quite bullish that if you put three no if you could set it up to be for perfection you'd put three pacemakers in front of her going lickety split and she'd drop it behind them and not worry about coming out until the furlong out and then I think she'd be capable of showing a big turn of foot and doing something really special in those circumstances here I don't know if they went fast enough for her I don't know if she had enough cover but she still bolted up anyway hmm. um, I, I, she's, she's, she's brilliant she's, she's, I, I loved her after Newmarket now but that, that enhanced her for me now she how, was very good how impressed were you Tony? Um, not as impressed as Newmarket actually uh, I thought she beat a bunch of bloody also runs on Sunday um, in Trickettley and Hydrangea I don't know where they're going to go with those um, in the near term Take the struggle to win a Group Three. Like she beat three proper horses in Newmarket. Odds on favourite for the Oaks. Um, Daban, who probably have a right chance in the Jersey and Italiab. So yeah, she just did the job. I suppose what was impressive about her win on Sunday was she coped with a bit of cut in the ground. Not that that was a massive issue going into it, but more than that, she just travelled all over him, looked different class. Um, yeah, so, so it's all roads now to the coronation stakes, which is going to take um, a hell of a lot of beating. It'd be interesting to see where she goes there. Um, the Falmouth now will be backing up pretty quick after that, so might wait for Goodwood for the 10 furlong race. 
Um, although Aiden's is not shy about running his fillies, we we, we do know that. Um, mm. Somehow been an example of that this year. She seems to be one that's going to run every fortnight. Um, yeah. So what do you think, Kevin, as to where she might go after Royal Ascot? Well, let's take the Coronation Stakes first of all. She's going to take the world of beating there. No, nothing's beating her there. What's going to beat her? There's just nothing in training that can for that race. No, I don't think so. Um, they're making noise about going up and trip. Like, and Aiden, to be fair to him, was saying whenever I was speaking to him over, over a month ago, you know, she looks more of a middle physically, she looks more of a middle distance filly than a miler. And I can see that too. You know, she's mm. got plenty of, she's, she's, she's quite tall and she's got good, good length about her and plenty of power too. But uh, for me, the way she shapes now, I wouldn't have any wild interest in going further than a mile if she were mine. I think she's got loads of pace. I would worry that she'd be very free if you stepped her up on trip and they're going that little bit slower. So the Nassau stakes wouldn't interest you then? No, if, if I could at all, I'd keep her to a mile. But she's a feely, you know, by all means, have a go. It, to be honest, if the option was there, and it probably isn't, I'd love to see her over seven. Oh, wow. I think, she, I think she'd be just fine over seven. Um, I think she's loads of pace. But look, she's a filly. Let's let's find it's racing. Let's find out how good she is. Let's find out what her limitations are. By all means, run her over 10. If she's beaten through lack of stamina, so be it. Back to a mile. Um, We'd all love to see more of that, I think, wouldn't we? Yeah, I think we can be pretty confident that we will see a good bit more of this horse. I mean, she can run in the the mile group one on Irish Champions Day. Uh, the Matron. The Matron Stakes. Yeah, yeah that'd be perhaps the long-term aim. Yeah. But I would... I, I wouldn't you know I wouldn't do it if I owned her but I'm a greedy conservative type of fella <laughs> when it comes to campaigning horses I might stick her to a mile but eh, from, from a public interest point of view it'd be really interesting to see her try it over 10 Would you be more inclined so to step her up to Goodwood Tony go to the Nassau Stakes and see how you get on there Don't have a strong view on it I suppose with minding being out and they maybe won't have another option for that they'd also like one for that um Group one in Irish Derby weekend. The, the pretty, pretty poly. poly. Yeah. Pretty finding one last year. So, um, yeah, that, that, I suppose that might be a more suitable race for somehow, really, uh, at this stage in modern really time, winter's programme going to Royal Ascot. I, I, I don't have a strong view on it. Well, by this time next week, Rhododendron could have bolted up in the Oaks and she could be another one. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And she, she, she could want cotton back and trip for the NASA with Goodwood. Yeah. Uh, let's rewind to Friday. Order of St. George got back to winning ways. Uh, at Leopardstown on Friday evening in front of the Atheracist cameras and he did it in good style Kevin and that's going to put him spot on for his defence at Royal Ascot yeah he was grand he, he's not a horse that would inspire loads of confidence in me now I, he's a bit odd he's inclined to throw in a, a bad one look we know how talented he is on his day we saw mm. that in the arc of all races you know what a stormer he ran there um, but I don't you know as we saw in his reappearance as we saw in the Irish Ledger last year uh, he doesn't always look a million percent straightforward and he can underperform for no apparent reason mm. uh, look he'll go back to the Gold Cup and going to take all the beating what's you know is there big orange the likes of them you know Order St. George if he, if he turns up there in in, in he should his, take his care of that His top form. He, you'd really, you know, he won the Gold Cup last year in spite of a very poor ride from Ryan Moore, you'd have to say. Yeah. Uh, the horse got him out of trouble. And the likelihood of that happening again, you'd have to say, is surely low. And it doesn't look as though the French horse Vizirabad will come over. It looks as though he'll go to Goodwood. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty weak division. That French horse does over. Um, although, as Kevin says, well, you'd want to be taking six to four of it all. St. George when he... 
all in the run-up to Ascot last year, they were talking about hoping for a bit of rain from as well. So if it did get rattling fast, that might be a little doubt. Yeah, he he, just, he looks temperamentally. Like he looked terrible at Navin, and he looked like he was in behind Wicklow Brave. But on his day, he's pretty good. There, there's nothing in this that it'll probably be in the first ten in an arc if it's tried for all that. Big Orange is a pretty likeable horse. I thought it was strange they didn't go to Ascot with him last year. I wonder, do they have a doubt with him getting the extra half mile? He seems very good at two, but then he, he's been able to drop back and win that mile and a half race at the July meeting. So I just would wonder about him getting the extra distance. So he's a horse I like now. He put in a nice performance at Sandown uh, the night before Order St. George. Is Order St. George the kind of horse, Tony, that just has two really big group ones in him in a season, but that's it? You have to wind him up for two big performances, but the rest of it is just keeping him ticking along. That's possible. The, the, the Irish St. Ledger was a strange one. Like, what did he go off? Was it, it was something really... Was he 1-10, 1-16? 1-7. Crazy one short. To, something crazy short, yeah. And you'd wonder, had he been left maybe a little bit short for that, because they thought, ah, this is going to take no, no, no win at all, and we, we, we'll, we'll keep him maybe... Bigger aim is the arc, and obviously he, he ran £10 probably above that, so... Yeah, Yates was a little bit like that in a way because Yates often would train off after Ascot. I remember him, he fell in in the Irish Ledger one day behind Scorpion um, yeah. and plenty of times he got beaten out in France after that. He, he just he, he wasn't the same horse after the, after the high summer at Ascot. So maybe he's a similar type. Well, I know I've, I can recall Aidan talking about it before and going into detail about, you know, just how hard the Gold Cup is not just the race itself but the preparation that they, that he needs to give them to have them fit enough to go two and a half miles in a race like that he thinks it's very tough on them and that they generally need a bit of an ease off afterwards you know and we've seen examples of it before like Tony says Yates was, was, was one that Ascot represents their peak certainly in the, the relatively short term they might get back for, for another one last big run in the, in the autumn but you're generally better off probably taking them on after the Gold Cup. God, do you remember Forgotten Rules when he ran the big race in the Gold yeah. Cup and they, they ran him back, God, a week and a ten days later? Yeah, that was Disaster. one of the weirdest while, yeah. That was a strange one. Mm. Uh, it's a very tough ask, I think. And Was Order St. George the one who beat him that day? I don't think so. Which, Might have been, which, actually. Forgotten Rules. Um, Order St. George, I think was second in that race was he first time out that day let's see we'll find um, it was 2-8 Bondi- 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 yeah Bondi Beach Bondi Beach 2-8 yeah. and the Brian horses finished first and second Bondi Beach beat Order of St. George forgotten rules back and forth the moral St. Ledger winner Bondi oh, Beach the moral winner of the St. Ledger <laughs> oh lord so looking ahead against Royal Ascot yeah, it was 10 days after the Gold Cup yeah it was Oof. way too close um, so look, looking at the Royal Ascot Churchill Order of St. George Winter Caravaggio Aidan O'Brien's got a Just put him in a four-timer lads he can't lose he's They're got all a seriously <laughs> strong team and we haven't even talked about the juveniles yet yeah you know um, yeah yeah like well, Caravaggio to be fair that, that's, that's a horse race the others less so Hmm. I know the Barney Roy fans will be jumping up and down but you sit down lads you'll get sat down on the day <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get some stick on the tweet machine know, if he yeah. gets chinned it'd be good fun <laughs> if, if Ryan Moore manages to do the Gurkha on it again at the St. James's Palace you will get some stick 
Akkor Alfred would have been plotting a plan after the Guineas. Five pacemakers. <laughs> Five pacemakers from Godolphin. Instructions issued and sealed envelopes before the race. <laughs> <laughs> Don't open this till you get down to the start, lads. Till you're in the stalls. <laughs> um, let's talk about somebody else. But he's going he's gonna to have a huge team for Alaska, isn't he? He's going to. Ah, yeah, sure. What's new? Yeah, the those that may have taken, I'm, I'm sure there wasn't too many because I doubt anyone was getting more than five or teners on anyone that took the price about Aiden breaking the record. I suppose it's got a bit of a. We've taken a few knocks there with minding and, and seventh heaven, and um, getting injured. They would yeah. have been adding to the tally. I'm sure. You still got a bit of a sweat though, especially if he's a great Royal Ascot. Oh yeah, I think it's it's not as far from a dead bet, but it's not as attractive as it was. Uh, Acapulco didn't run due to the ground. What were they saying about that? No, she it wasn't that. It was she she had a temperature. Ah, uh, did she? Okay. Yeah, she had a temperature. Uh, yeah, pity. I, I would I would have taken her on. Oh yeah, oh, along, yeah. yeah. Both of you are quite keen to take her. Yeah, on, I would have been happy to take her on, and maybe it's a good thing because Ascot um, would be an even better opportunity to take her on, and she's not going to. She's still a, taking up a fair old chunk of that market. Well, will she go there? Because she was going to run over six furlongs at the weekend. Will she go for the Diamond Jubilee instead and, and avoid Lady Aurelia? I don't know, is the quick answer to that. It's certainly a possibility. Mm-hmm. I like she, to be fair, now on her comeback run, she, she shaped as if six would be just fine. Yeah. All right, let's talk about somebody else other than Aidan O'Brien, shall we? Ah, Roger good. Charlton is starting to absolutely hoover up the Tattersalls Gold Cup. Is this his third in five renewals? He's had um, he's got a very good record at the car full stop. Uh, to be fair to him, and he's a kind of he's just a he's a good egg, Charlton, isn't he? Yeah, he seems to be. He's a likable guy. He's he's good with the media. I think it's fair to say. I, I don't deal with him every day, so I don't know. But he's eloquent. Yeah, type of fella you don't, you don't mind ha- you don't mind having over, and you wouldn't you wouldn't begrudge having a good horse. No, he seems very polite. Yeah, it was um, a it was a bad Tats Gold Cup though. No, it was a terrible. <laughs> it was a terrible race. Um, but he's an alright horse but he's just not a, he's not proper group one material though is he nah probably not tip top he might be but he probably not somehow's run another stormer and they've backed her again yeah and to be fair she was better than the result I wouldn't call her unlucky now because I'd say decorated knight was, was getting a bit idle in front but somehow uh, was a bit all over the shop there searching for a bit of racing room at a vital stage and yeah definitely better than the form but wouldn't necessarily say Unlucky. Now there wasn't a dry eye in Cavan <laughs> on Saturday when Craig's pipes Tony, oh, yeah. Tony Keenan's beloved horse got the job done again. Uh, terrible. Yes, there was. She's an absolute hero because, um, like a lot of these trainers, I suppose the 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 small to medium operators, Andy Slattery and the likes. They can have these brilliant years, but often they pay the price for a year or two after. And, and uh, he hadn't had a winner on Torf all season. The horse hadn't been running terrible by any means. Well, that was a, a hell of a kickstart. I suppose everything went right for in, in terms of the rain and, and the, the race set up well for the, the what she could have probably soft enough lead. And Raimonda tossing Pat Smullen on the way to the start was another bit of a help, I suppose, um, ground against Torf Rocks. But look, at she, she's got the job done. and. Again, Andy Slattery deserves a lot of praise. He, he, to me now, he'd be the most open trainer in the land, or one of them. He said in three different places now about Horbin and season on Saturday morning or on Friday. I think it was in the Racing Post on Saturday morning. He said it on at the races. I think I, I, I said it, uh, saw it somewhere else now. <laughs> she is... Uh, <laughs> 
I've heard more about our menstrual cycles than I did the whole female horse population put together because um, you want to see Dee's face when you said that she's out out of season and Andy's Andy's very keen on keeping us up to date with all this sort of stuff but uh, I know she's come out of a race or two when that has been the case but um, she she was well able to overcome it at the the weekend and uh, I should look a great great horse for him to have and a, a horse that I think she wasn't sold for for small money, fourteen thousand or something at one point in her career. And um, look at started last year, she was lapped in Cork uh, off marks in the seventies. And uh, great bit of training. She's only five. Like there's still a lot there. You would think. Yeah, I think she's gonna. This this is her last season. I think is the plan. They she make mm. she may come back next season while in foal. But I gather they they've no interest in selling. They, they had plenty of offers as, as, as you can imagine good on them and I, I gather they have no intention of selling and good for them Yeah. and I hope that she continues to be very lucky for them how good could Brother Bear be Tony Keenan jeez I was totally underwhelmed with this horse I mm. think this form is, is Tyler Rowe stuff now to be honest um, he's the only <laughs> Tyler him, and the second, form. him and the second are the only horse that have handled the ground there now I would say um, that Aquabat he was coming over he had done a, a savage bit of Form on the clock in Ascot, and he just hasn't handled the ground. I say Aidan O'Brien's horses hasn't handled the ground. Um, and as it stands, I would have Jessica Harrington's horse as a bad favourite now for that Coventry. He's what he's six to one for that. Now, I, I, I'm not saying he can't win it, but I cannot make any positive judgment on him based on that run. And the Leperstown race that he won collapsed pace wise. So until and proven otherwise, I would like to be taking him on. And he is going to be, you would imagine, as things stand anyway, and particularly with the way Jessica's horses have, have been going so far. I mean, what a fantastic start to the flat season she's having after a thrilling end to the jump season. Um, but he is going to be, you would imagine, towards the head of the market for the Coventry Stakes. And they're still kind of undecided about these Aidan O'Brien horses, aren't they? I know the Declaration of Peace was a horse that Kevin was talking about earlier in the season, but... By the sounds of things, he's a horse that you absolutely want to take on. Oh, definitely. I wouldn't be taking on Alpha Centauri from the ball game. Now, she, she has got the form, got, done the time figures, and she's been very impressive. She's beaten the horses um, further in the listed race at Nace than she did in the maiden. Uh, she'd be hard to beat in the Albany. But Brother Bear, no, I, I just, I, I really want to see it again. And if he's going to be, I say, six to one at the minute, if they're going to back him in, Aiden doesn't seem to have anything really strongly fancied. I know Kevin was talking about that. What's his name, Kevin? Declaration, Declaration of Peace. Yeah, he won in the dark. Um, he just doesn't seem to have a, a real obvious one that has done it on the on the talk so far. I think Aiden's two year old, thus far, a little bit underwhelming. Um, with a view to Royal Ascot, now, of course, that, that could change entirely as we get into later on in the summer but um, I def- no, Brother Bear definitely not for me there wasn't a dry eye in the house in Golden on Saturday when Gordon Lord Byron went <laughs> and got the job done you were genuinely thrilled by this oh he's a great horse isn't he he's a real story like he's nine now he's nine years of age now oh I died in Roadhoff last year and he came back and won a group two and sure. he, he's a horse that just seems to take time to, to find his I don't know, it's fine, this fitness, fine, this form, I don't know, but it seems to take him time to warm into his season. And the second season in a row now, he's kind of done it. He's gradually kind of got the hang of things and, and managed to win a group two. And look, not a great race. We know, we, no one will pretend it is, but just great to see him operating at this level at his age. Um, well established, the, the well known, the story behind them. Uh, the, Can, the Callaghan's um, 
Morgan and, and daughter Jessica. It's, it's a great story. Tom Hogan uh, is one of the, the characters of Irish racing. And um, it's just a super story. And it's great to see him still still on the stage at his age. The, yeah. the, the horse, not Morgan. <laughs> or Tom. Like, I, 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 ch- I chat away to Morgan. He says he's a wicked sound fella. He, he'd take that the right way. It's a, it's a great result for them. Fantastic result. And it's just lovely to see a, a really consistent, high-class horse like him still performing at the age of nine. And who knows, there might be another big day in him as well. But whether there is or there isn't, he's got a group two to his name as a nine-year-old. And that's a day they won't forget anytime soon. Uh, any other highlights from the Curra or from the weekend's racing to highlight, Kevin? Not loads now. No, not loads. Like th- we, we've covered Saturday nicely. And I'm just going to have a quick flick at the results here to make sure I'm not... I'll tell you what, the Tommy St- uh, Fozzy... St- I'm still saying Tommy Fozzy Stack's two-year-old in the opener at the Curra was very good, I thought. Commander Grigio. Lovely horse now. Nice, physically a nice horse. Um, finished fourth in that maiden behind Beckford. That's, that's working out quite well already. Uh, would-be king that was third came out and ran well behind Brother Bear in the list race. And um, yeah, you thought he put up a great performance. Now he went toe for toe with brick by brick. <laughs> the two of them had very good runs under their belts, and brick brick by brick cracked. And uh, Commander Grugio was very strong in the final furlong. Uh, I would echo Kevin saying there. I, I think the Beckford maiden, even though it was an auction maiden, is the two-year-old maiden at the minute, and he's a very exciting horse. I don't care the Cardinelli trains him. I think he's going to be a massive player at Royal Ascot if he goes for the Coventry and. Um, I see Newton and Stodder mm. after buying into him there, which is, can't be a negative. The other interesting thing I took a little bit from the Cora was, I think there may have been a little bias towards the stand side um, and horses that were racing on the far side and some of those big field handicaps. It might be worth getting the, the replays out and watching some of those back. Certainly on Sunday and that concluding mile handicap day, congregated towards the stand side well what used to be the stand side what is now a sort of a shed side with a little bit <laughs> but you go away it's nicer now than it was before they knocked it <laughs> a narrow little runway there where you can't get a, a bit of a shout or a run at it at all but anyway um, if you want to get an eye catch or two that would be my way into it maybe looking at the horses that were racing away from that in the big fields okay anything else for you Tony from the weekend um, so with that in mind I thought the horse in the maiden that I suppose Clemmy was the obvious eye catcher. The other one that is called uh, Butterscotch was racing way away from them, and I thought that one Philly actually shaped quite well. Yeah, good shout! Right? Yeah, that Clemmy could well go for Chesham now. Oh, just like um, Big Brother Churchill did, beaten on this weekend on debut and go straight for the go straight for the Chesham. It was a storming run. Fine run out went really wrong. Like yeah. missed the kick, didn't travel, showed the inexperience, and um, thought she was going to win. And then she, you know, the camera angle and the camera angles are pretty rubbish now. To be fair, at the at, at the new car, we'll call it. They need to sort out those camera angles because they're they're not very kind on the eye. I don't think. Yeah, uh, they're horrendous. Yeah, really hard to see what's going on. You haven't got a two hundred but hundred yards from the lane as to what's in front at all. Yeah, that's that's not ideal. That'll be that'll be one piece of feedback that I know they've they've been getting quite a bit, and hopefully they'll sort it out. Which we better not be in danger, I suppose, of ignoring the winner of that race, Gasta. Um, by vocalise wouldn't be super fashionable, but Jim Bulger, Bulger's horse, yeah, used him quite a bit, and um, well backed. This wasn't a surprise. 
and you know quite professional to be fair to her and got the job done and I I, I don't did you hear anything about Royal Ascot Tony I don't know if it was mentioned specifically afterwards but um, didn't, didn't see a thing I think that's his first is that his first two year old winner of the season oh god I'd say it would be yeah off the top of my head the, the, the fact that they backed it a bit now would you know they were probably quite positive on him the fact that they, they hadn't had a winner before that you know the, the few quid was, was interesting yeah, do you, do you think Albany now? I'd be thinking Albany, whatever way you want to pronounce it. Uh, so I, taking on Alpha Centauri. Why not? Yeah. I know Alpha Centauri looks a bit. Uh, Alpha Centauri, Churi, I don't know, but she looks like a beast, whatever way you pronounce it. And it looks as though she's going to be taking on this Wesley Ward horse, who Candace thinks is an absolute beast. Fairyland. Oh, fun and games. I love a good a good smash up with a Ward two year old and something, something from Arnak in the woods. Yeah, big time. Because Fairyland was supposed to go for the Queen Mary, but now they've got this happy like a fool who you love as a name. That's great name. She's going to run in that race and um, this fairyland is going to go for the Albany instead. So Nice. That's shaping up to be a very interesting race. I, I love Jessica's horse. She yeah, looks a real star. God, I'd be, I'd be slightly concerned now if it was rattling Ascot ground. Yeah, because she's such a big horse. She's a big girl. Yeah. yeah. And okay. fast- she's concerned. She has said that in the, la- in the last week now since the win that she would be worried about fast ground. And like... It- it shouldn't be underestimated the difference between the, it's a, it's a, I it's a subtle difference but there is a difference between what would generally be called good to firm in Ireland and what would be called good to firm in England on the flat uh, it's quicker in England yeah I've, I've walked a lot of tracks now and geez when you get on that good to firm ground in England and some of those tracks by God you, you'd wonder why it isn't called firm like and why, we, we'd call it firm at, at, in this neck of the woods why is there such a disparity I don't know it's just the way they do things just yeah. the way, and look, it's 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 safe, but Jesus, firm, you yeah. know, it's firm. Yeah, when they say it's firm in the UK, it's proper firm. Oh yeah, well, the only place you'll see that in this day and age is is Bath because they don't have a watering system, mm. and ironically, the ground at Bath is actually quite safe generally. You you'll seldom see horses breaking down at Bath, even when it's called firm. You might see them slip up, but you won't see them break down, um, because that that turf up there. You know, watering is one of those things that it, it seems, logically, it seems like the right thing to do, but it causes the grass to kind of grow in a in a funny sort of way. And bath, I think, is a great example of, of the, the, the benefits of not watering because it's very safe. There's a very, uh, the the I don't have the proper terminology now, but basically the grass is, is so well established that it, it offers a natural cushion. Like the ground itself is very hard, but there is there is a given it. Um, if that makes any sense whatsoever, but you, I, I've, I don't know if they even produce statistics on it. You know, heart, number of horse percentage of, of of breakdowns to runners at different tracks. But I'd be willing to bet now, despite the fact that Bat has you know often run on very very fast ground, that the that the breakdown rate there would be quite low comparatively. Welcome along to watering and gardening with Kevin Blake <laughs> in the Final Furlong Podcast. <laughs> We're talking all about agriculture and watering race courses. <laughs> Fun times on the show. Oh, God. Sorry. Do you know we almost got into a row with the marathon podcast, by the way? No, I saw that. Getting dragged into any rivalries with uh, the marathon I podcast. Apologize, I apologize for introducing that snooze fest of a point. <laughs> I, don't, I don't help myself sometimes. That's our review <laughs> of the weekend's racing. It's our preview of this weekend's racing as well, for that matter, with the thrilling derby at Epsom. I say thrilling. Hopefully, it'll be a thrilling conclusion and we'll see a superstar come from it. We've got the Coronation Cup, the Oaks, previewed for you as well. Hopefully, uh, there's a bit of value to be found there. There might be a bit of value 
for tomorrow, or should I say today, because this podcast will be released in the morning on AtTheRaces.com and on Apple Podcasts as well. And Tony Keenan told me before this broadcast that he has one for Fairy House tomorrow, but he hasn't revealed the name until now, Tony Keenan. Well, I hope I've got one, and it's it's one I've sort of been alluding to there in the last few minutes. Um, the horse that was second to Beckford in the Cora is running in an auction maiden at, at Fairy House tomorrow, um, Red Persian, trained by Paddy Friendly Guest. Um, the favourite in the race is a horse called Bahai, and he has run second in a listed race last time in um, Nice. He was actually finished behind Red Persian in the Cora that day. I think that was a really poor listed race and a lot of them are probably after underperforming and you know I don't think there's anything exciting coming out of that list race and I'd be keen to take him on with Red Persian tomorrow who just represents the strong form with Captain Commander Griego and Ger Lane's horse who was second to Brother Bear at the weekend so uh, yeah I think Paddy Friendly Guest horse will take a lot of beating in that, in that race I a, but Gordy's got a, a newcomer Gordy's got a newcomer only William Top two-year-old trainer, Gordon Elliott. Declan McDonough on board. Coventry Stakes winner, 2017, Gordon Elliott. Be some story if he wins that. Briefly, to venture back to the Coventry for a second, just because I, I didn't get a chance to mention. Of course. Um, Romanized, who we've talked about. Yeah. It's still a big old price for that. He's 16 to 1. He That maiden he won was very good. And he did it despite trouble and running. And... I know Ken Condon wouldn't be a household name in England now but he's a well established very good trainer and I know he's going straight there without the benefit of a second run but uh, you'd see more 16 to 1 shots now given what Tony said earlier and I agree with him that there hasn't been a, a two year old jump up and slap us across the face um, that'd be running in the Coventry so far ok so you're suggesting that we back Romanized I think, I think that's a very fair price alright it's your bet for it's, it's, been, it's been his stated target from the minute he won the maiden yeah, no, makes you know, Ken Condon knew what he had. I know he went off a big price, but there was chat about him that morning. There was chat about a heap of horse in that race. To be fair, yeah. but the the wasn't didn't some jockey say this is going to be the hardest race to win? The you'd be easier to win a race. Be, it'd guy. be easier when the Coventry was yeah. the, uh, from a top jockey, and the, the word was out beforehand that this was Ken Condon's best two year old. But you know, who knows where that where that leaves you? Yeah. As it turns out, he, he's had another two year old since come out and win a maiden impressively, and it looks like he's got a nice bunch. And yeah, it's, it's got to be said and I'm not taking anything for granted there saying that this is impossible but remember last year when Caravaggio was going for the Coventry Stakes Aidan O'Brien was talking up psychedelic funk and saying that Jerry Lyons yeah and saying what a good horse he could be and, and, he's, and he's a good horse he's a fine horse but yeah. Caravaggio made bits of him oh yeah so it just goes to show you that when a, a trainer is talking about their own specific horse they're talking about it from their perspective oh yeah and yeah, even though course, Aidan O'Brien yeah. gave him a bit of encouragement he obviously knew the horse that he had in his hands as well. Yeah, but look, based on what he did um, the first time out, I was impressed with that. Okay. And, um, yeah, I think I think it's a fair price. Yep, 16 to 1 as well. I have a quick plug to give before we go. Uh, yesterday evening, myself and producer D went down to Feddert, down in South Tipperary. To Coolmore? Um, no, no, just down the road. Though there in the middle of town, they've opened up the Feddert Horse Country Experience. And it's actually really good. It's very good. They're trying to get more tourists into the town. And it's just a really kind of high-end museum experience with kind of all the history of the, the horse in the region. Um, obviously, plenty in there about Coolmore, but more, you know, plenty in there about the, the, the hunting side of things and 
the the workhorses and going back through history and it, it's really good now more kind of multimedia real modern thing small few quid to go in the gate just a, just a nice place to go now if you happen to be nipping around and you had an hour two hours would do you um, it's a nice place to stop in now if you're in that neck of the woods sounds good sounds like <laughs> and we're, look we just talked about going to the race course always looking for something else to do in terms of the equine world and if you can go and see something that's outside of, of the race courses and outside of the live action it, it's good yeah. to promote that yeah Sadler's Wells skeleton is in there wow would you believe Andrew Lloyd Webber opened it up last night Oh, so quite you, good. You were eat, you were dining with the posh folk. Gosh, look at it. Sipping brandy with the with the poshest <laughs> of the posh. That was good stuff now. Speaking of Coolmore, our colleague Ali Vance was in Coolmore today, hanging out with Galileo uh, for CNN's uh, winning post. So everybody hanging out in Fedders. You get to. Um, did you meet up with Ali today while she was in your neck of the woods? No, I didn't see her last night. If she was there, so. big big crowd there. They closed down the whole the whole main street. It was the right job. There you go. So Ali's getting to hang out with all the the great and the good at Coolmore. Uh, you're hanging out with Andrew Lloyd Webber and all the posh folk at Feather. What were you doing, Tony? Um, I was reviewing the Cora and I was looking at this um, very disturbing documentary that's on Netflix called The Keepers, which is. I've seen that advertised. What's that about? Is it the, um, is it the one, one with the the woman dressed as a nun at the, fr- at the front of it? That is the one. Yeah. It it looks creepy. It's a documentary. It, it's very disturbing. Yeah. I'm not going to say any more because it's sort of you know you 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 watch the first one and it seems to be a bit something, but then you watch the second one and it's a bit something different. So is it a series of documentaries a bit like Making a Murderer? Yeah, I think it's seven. It's seven episodes long, and they're quite long. Like they're about an hour and ten minutes apiece. Um, but it's it's very well done. It's very mm. well done. But not um, not one of these for sitting down and watching seven straight. I don't think, unless you want to be morbidly depressed by the end of it. <laughs> so you're, you're saying basically queue up an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine to watch afterwards. So straight yeah, away. something a bit more lighthearted for afterwards. Uh, I'd give a big shout out to the Vice documentaries, by the way, which are excellent. The what? Vice documentaries, they're brilliant. Oh, I've seen a few of them. Uh, Vice on HBO, they're really, really good. Um, but I'm going to watch that that Netflix documentary. Maybe not over a bank holiday weekend, though. Maybe I'll watch it next week instead. If you want the sports documentary, lads, track down the best that never was. That's brilliant. Love that. It's brilliant. Uh, and the ESPN on the ice skating scandal, the the two birds, the woman, God, Nan- slap him, slap him. The, yeah. Tony has the name there. What are they? Oh, well, there's Tanya, Tanya Hardy. Yes. Nancy Kerrigan? Is that right? Yeah, I've seen it. it yeah, is, it's good. She, she was a nutcase, that Tanya Hardy. If you do not know the story, it is absolutely bonkers. There's a brilliant ESPN 30 for 30 on that. What's the name of it again, by the way, Tony? Um, Can you remember the name? Because there's so oh, many yeah. 30 for 30 documentaries. I'll get it here in a no seconds. Tanya Harding's 46 now, is all. Yeah, what was it? The, what was it? Nine, in the early nineties. Ninety four. Yeah, ninety four. Yeah. Let's see. That's some scary stuff. You know, she uh, she went down to box professionally. Tanya yeah, Harding. yeah. It's in the documentary. They show that. It was years ago. I watched that. Let's see now. Come Price on, where is gold. it? The Price of Gold. Producer D. Nice one, D. And as D shows us all up as per usual. That's how, it. How do we get on to documentary recommendations? Tony Keenan. <laughs> that's it. We're done. Thank you so much for listening to the Final Fallen Podcast. There have been loads more five-star reviews on iTunes, courtesy of Kevin Blake, giving it the big up on the podcast. Thank you so, so much to everybody who's taken their time 
It's good stuff, lads. Continue stealing really those iPhones. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Thank you very I much. I can only everybody. assume there's been a massive st- statistical upturn in iPhone robberies in the last in the last week. No, there hasn't. We really appreciate the fact that <laughs> Cheers, you've lads. taken the time to to give those uh, reviews. It helps spread the word about the podcast on iTunes. At Apple Podcasts is what they're telling us to call it now. So. Sorry, Apple Podcast. Just from a legal point of view, lads, after you steal the iPhone oh, and give us the review, up, just, you know, give them back the phone. You know, technically, it's not robbery then. You're just shut borrowing. Them up. Shut them up. Seriously. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to give us those reviews. We really appreciate it. We're back next week from Tony Keenan. Good evening. From Producer D. Night, guys. From Kevin Blake. Good luck. And from me, Emma Kennedy. Thank you so much for listening. We'll chat again next week on AtTheRaces.com. God bless. Have you downloaded the free At The Races app yet? With easy-to-use race cards and form, expert daily tips, plus video replays and in-app betting, it's the app that no racing fan's phone should be without. Available for free on your iPhone or Android mobile, visit attheracescom forward slash app for more details.